you get murdered, somebody's just going to cut your finger off. You know that, right? Because then they can steal your information on your computer, your phone. Do you have to do that on your phone too? That's hilarious. No, but I was wondering, like, if you, if you like stole somebody's phone and they were sleeping, could you just put that up there and open their phone? Could you take a picture of their face <laughs> on your phone? Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, you know what, Case? That reminds me. What? I'm so proud of myself. I finished the outline for my novel for my MFA program. Congratulations. I know. I was, which made me She's think. a writer. She's a writer. Go, Bethy. She's a writer. It's your birthday. No, it's not. That's in the dark winter. <laughs> <laughs> the main character is a podcaster. However, I will say I started writing this before we started podcasting. So I actually had the story idea for a long time. But one of my thoughts since I started writing it is, like the ways in which you could get into somebody's phone. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the clubhouse. I'm Beth. And I'm Kirsten. And this is the Made for TV Movie Club podcast. We want to welcome our new listeners in Western Province, Sri Lanka. Oh, Sri Lanka. And Missoula, Montana. Missoula. I've never been to Missoula. People, let me tell you about my best friends. They're warm-hearted people who listen to the end. <laughs> oh, my God. That was... I'm saying this to the listeners, not you. She's saying the courtship of Eddie's father today, but I have had good times stuck in my noggin again because mm -hmm. I watched some old episodes. layoffs, good times. <laughs> It's such a good, catchy tune. Is, I love is. it. I love it. I don't know how to say this, but we did change the movie from the one we were originally going to do. <laughs> yeah, we changed our minds. And we, we need to learn our lesson. Yeah. And well, we must not do that again. Yeah. Well, that's... <laughs> There's nothing quite as good as a bad movie. It's though, true. It does, so it does always fills make, my heart to watch a bad movie. It makes... It, it's just sad. It's sad because we love Olivia Newton-John so much. I know. I know. But everyone makes mistakes. Olivia Newton-John did in this one. Yeah, for sure. We are reviewing and recapping A Christmas Romance. Yay! Olivia Newton-John and Gregory Harrison. Yes. First aired on December 18th, 1994. They really put TV movies close to Christmas, huh? Yes. On CBS. According to TV Tango, the movie is based on the novel by Maggie Davis. I've never heard of Maggie Davis. Mm -mm. Struggling young widow and her two daughters find themselves snowed in with a stuffy banker who is determined to evict them. Ooh. While the icy winds blow. <laughs> Those are high-tech sound, sound effects. effects. Yes. The crusty loan officer. He <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Finds Ooh. his heart melting for the lovable family. They really aren't, though, because they're pretty depressed. Yeah. Who ultimately teach him the true meaning of Christmas. I'm going to go that there was probably a lot of poetic license taken, if that's the description of the novel. Oh, yeah. Um, Maybe the novel's really different and yeah, they're happy. Yeah, the <laughs> I'm thinking. I don't know. Let's, let's, we, we love, love, love Olivia Newton-John. Love. We love her. We love her. She plays Julia Stonecipher. Newton John was born in the UK, but moved to us. I didn't know this case, but moved to Australia when she was six. I did not know this. She's probably best known for her role as Sandy in Greece, mm -hmm. but she played Kieran Zanadu. We both love that movie. I remember I went and saw it with Deanna, and Deanna sang through the whole thing, and I was super jealous because I don't sing very well, so I Aww. didn't sing. But she has a great voice, and so it was just you know fun to always hear her sing. But we jammed that album hard. Yes. 
So she's had hits. She she was had a lot of top ten hits in the eighties, such as. Are you gonna sing them? Maybe I'll hang around you a little more than I should. Let's get physical, physical. I wanna get physical. Let me be there in your morning. Let me be there in your night. I just thought of a. I, I thought we could call you. You know how they have the kids bop. Oh yeah, you could be the pod bop. You're the pod bopper. She has won three People's Choice Awards, two Grammy Awards, a Daytime Emmy Award, and an Academy of Country Music Award, among other awards. Those okay. are the biggest ones. All she right. deserved them all. Not necessarily for this role, but we no, love her. But we still love her, and she did great things. Right. So. Gregory Harrison plays Brian Harding. He currently plays Gregory Chase on General Hospital, oh. which I don't watch anymore. Okay. He is also on a TV show called Chesapeake Shores, which I think went off the air fairly recently. All right. He is probably, Case, most yes. well-known for his role in the Science Sealed and Delivered movies. Those were really cute. Okay. And Dr. Gonzo Gates on Trapper John MD. That's how I know him. Science Sealed and Delivered were these series of movies, I think, on the Hallmark Channel about people who work in the post office and, like, say, a letter comes in and they have to find out, find the person who wrote the letter or the person who was supposed to get Aww. the letter. It's a great does it, does it have, like, a fade into a... Like somebody opening the letter and then fade to the person I, writing. You know, it. I don't remember because they stopped making them quite like maybe ten years ago, or maybe maybe a little less. But I watched a few of them and I really liked this. But it wasn't like a weekly series; it was like movies. Okay, so that's how they did it. It was great. So just one other note before we move on. Yeah, there's actress and singer Chloe Latanzi. Is that I think that's how you say yeah, it. Latanzi is featured in this film. She plays daughter Deanie. She is, in real life, Olivia Newton-John's daughter. Yes. Who was also on a singing competition. I vaguely remember hearing about this called Rock the Cradle on MTV, mm. which I never, I don't think I ever watched That's that show on MTV. I don't really watch MTV except for Catfish, which I love. Okay. But I do remember her being on a, like, I remember hearing, oh, Olivia Newton-John's daughter, daughter is going to be on some reality say show. Say that three times fast. And I can't. I can't even say it <laughs> once kind of fast. I feel like I'm talking really fast. <laughs> so she was most, she most recently released some new music because she is a singer, obviously. Okay. And her and her husband began a marijuana farm in Oregon. Okay. Or, or Oregon, Oregon. Oregon. During the pandemic, I believe they started that. Okay. Good so, for them. Yeah. I, yeah. Good for yeah. them. All right. Well, as the movie opens, we have Julia Stonecipher being, getting fired. And meanwhile, she's comforting her boss. I didn't even realize I watched this how many times. Before I was like, oh, she's getting fired. Yeah, uh, Mr. I mean, Macklin, because she she's giving him like it's it's she's I like, thought she was going on vacation. Yeah. yeah. I will tell you, Case, the only reason I actually understood that she was doing that is because I went somewhere and like looked up the sum. I don't know if it was on Wikipedia or whatever. I looked up the summary for the movie because I was really confused about what was happening. Yeah. Okay. It's very, yeah, very confusing. At first, I thought. That I had just missed so much because I was watching it on uh, YouTube yeah. instead of watching the DVD. But then when we watched the DVD together, I was like, well, the, I only missed like three seconds of footage. Right. It just doesn't. It, it just, just doesn't explain it, it. It's strange because typically I think what they were trying to do. I think you and I talked about this. There's a lot of things they seemingly were trying to do that didn't work. Mm -hmm. I feel like they were trying to show how good hearted she was by being fired and telling her boss all the things he needs to do now that she's fired. Yeah. Because it, see, because most people get fired and they're like, see ya. Right. 
Yeah. Thanks for nothing, pal. Mm -hmm. Right at Christmas, dude. Yeah. So that's my take on it. All right. So she then goes out to her truck and she repeats, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Several times. For yeah. whatever reason. She does this like twice. I don't know. I, there must, I think again, there's some reason they did that, but then she did it one other time and they dropped it. Uh -huh. So I think whatever point they were trying to make, they were trying to do a lot with this movie. Mm -hmm. Trying to do a lot. Tried. They this. tried. They tried. I will say, I think that Hallmark learned from this movie what didn't work yep. and made what did work, which wasn't a lot in this movie, but mm -hmm. tension between the two. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, the country city. Them. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing because yeah. it's always the city girl goes back to the country, right? But, well, somebody's city and somebody's country. Somebody, yes. Yeah, somebody's got it. But you made a good point when you said they should have had him living in the country. Yes. To that, I agree. That would have been a better story. It would have been a better movie. Yep. All right. So, but... Unfortunately, yeah. we we have Brian Harding. Um, he is the vice president of Rayburn Bank in the big city. The big the city. Big, quote, unquote. The, He's, he had to live in the big city. Yes. Seinfeld <laughs> reference. Big salad. He's um, assuring his girlfriend, Felicity, that he will make a very important party on time. His secretary, however, tells him he has to go up the mountain to foreclose on a farm. <laughs> Because nobody else is available. Let's just go with it. Yeah, we're just going to go. We're just going to go. We're not, I'm not going to make any commentary except for that the vice president of the bank's not going to drive up a mountain. Yep. So anyway, so at the farm, we've got Julia and her daughters, Emily Rose and Deanie. Um, they're baking and decorating cakes that Julia apparently sells to customers in town. Apparently that's a gig. Yeah. Uh, Deanie checks on their pregnant sheep, Daisy, before mm -hmm. they leave to deliver the cakes. Mm -hmm. All right. At the town store, Julia delivers her last cake and puts a down payment on a doll and a bike for her daughters. She tells the people at the store that she'll pick up the gifts um, prior to Christmas, so um, in two days. Did you want to also bring up the other thing, or do you want to talk about that later? You can talk about that later. Okay. Well, might as well right now. Okay. Yeah, so they, she, they take a cake to a farm. And the daughter delivers it to the lady working in the yard. And the lady's like, oh, we can't afford it this year. And the daughter's like, oh, okay. So then she walks back to the truck. And then Olivia Newton-John says, it's Christmas. You just give her the cake. And I was like, they're selling these cakes for $5. They're very, very poor. And yet they're driving up a mountain to another farm to deliver a $5 cake. Which probably costs more just to drive up. Like so the, their, place. their, some gain is negative, yeah. even if they get paid for the cake. Yeah. So but I think they were trying to show again that she's like this really good hearted person. Whatever. They should have just done that in the story And also line. here's the thing. Like, did the lady order the cake and then she left them hanging? She's a bad person. She should have called and said, we're yes. not taking the cake. It's That's just what I'm trying to say. Right. It just wasn't anyway. Yep. All right. So now back in the store, Julia asks Mel Betzil. Did I say that right? I think so. They okay. never really say his last name. Or I okay. think they refer to his last name really quickly. But again, so the sound is not great, uh, even on the DVD. And, and it's so dark in so many scenes. I know. It's not so good the quality. lighting is terrible. It's not good quality. Lighting is terrible. Yeah. All right. So she asked this guy named Mel to come and check on Daisy. And we have no idea. We do not find out in any way, shape, or form what that really is. Is that her brother-in-law? Is that her just a friend? Is yeah, that who? We, we don't, don't know, know who, who this is. guy is. But he comes back around. Yeah. So he obviously kind of watches over her. Somehow, but we don't know how or why. Yep. He agrees. He says, yes, I'm going to come by and look at the sheep, weather permitting, because there's a big snowstorm on its way, because there's always a big snowstorm on its way. 
if it were a Hallmark movie, they'd have to have a snowstorm yes. as part of the movie. Yes. He the says snow, snowstorm is character. Yes, it's true. <laughs> he, I hate that trope. He says it must be hard at the holidays since her husband Tim passed away. That's how we oh, found out she had a husband. That's how named we Tim find this out. Passed away. Yep. Okay. Now, driving up the mountain, Brian uh, tells Felicity he will only miss cocktails just before his cell phone loses coverage. So um, at the party that she he's yeah at the party that he's supposed to be at because he's driving in a snowstorm up a mountain to foreclose on a house well, at Christmas. Case he's a vice president in the big city. They have to go to the important parties. Yes, yes. All right. <clears throat> so back at home, Dini at home on the mountain. Oh, yeah. Dini not in the big city. Not in this big city. Dini, poor Dini, is frosting the cakes and Emily hey, Rose. Dini. <laughs> Hey, Dini, won't you come out tonight? Okay. <laughs> Sean Cassie, write me. Write me back. Hit me up. So uh, Emily Rose sets a table out for, sets the table for the Christmas stranger, which Dini thinks is a stupid story. Emily Rose asks, if Spoiler alert. It is. This again. <laughs> when daddy comes home, this is when we come, we are made aware of the fact that Emily Rose keeps insisting daddy's coming home. Yes. And we're left to wonder why she thinks that. Yes. And she's only, I think, she's four a little. or five. She's yeah. a little We little. find out later how old she really is. I don't remember. Julia notices a car coming and tells the girls she's going to go check on the animals. She repeats uh, her peace on earth goodwill towards men several times as she approaches Brian's car. Brian introduces himself and questions her about when she knew she couldn't make uh, the mortgage payments. They fight. Yeah, they're having this argument, which is really weird and dumb. Um, but anyway, she explains that she lost her job on Friday, can't pay him, and needs time to get on her feet. Brian responds that even with the best job in town, she probably wouldn't be able to pay back the loans Tim took out against the property. Brian says, listen, lady, if you can't make the payments, you're Get off out. the farm. Right. That's what he said. And she's like <laughs> mad at him because we don't know why. I like the word incredulous. Incredulous. Oh, yeah. say, the, say the sentence with the yeah. word. Incredulous. She tells him the house has been in Tim's family for more than 100 years. He tells her she will get a formal notice and says he's sorry and gets in the car and leaves. Spoiler alert. He's not sorry. He's not sorry. But she is incredulous. But She's like mad at him. At that very moment, his car slides into a tree, leaving him slumped over and partially conscious. <laughs> we think it was dark. You can't see anything yeah. in this damn okay, movie. Sure. Julia helps Brian inside as Deanie calls the doctor. But the doctor can't come because the bridge is out. Then the phone dies. The bridge is always out. <laughs> the bridge is always out. <laughs> then the phone dies and Emily Rose calls him the Christmas stranger. How, how do they know the bridge is dun, out? Did dun, you try, Doc? Dun, 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 dun. I'm already singing. The, you the, know what I mean? Right. So I went to see this play the other night, Case. I told you that my, my cousin was in it. It's called How to Host a Murder Party in 15 Steps. And the bridge was out in the play, too. See? <laughs> The bridge is out. That's it. It's always You're something absolutely bad. up a creek I'm without a paddle. So if glad the bridge is out. There's no bridges by me. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. So in the house, Emily Rose now calls Brian Daddy, and Deanie said he's not Daddy because Daddy was handsome and this guy's a dork. <laughs> Brian wakes up and asks the girls if there are if they're angels because he thinks he's dead. <laughs> Turn on a light, people. God. 
Brian falls off the bed um, as Julia changes his clothes because they're wet from the snow. All right. This is all just D-U-M-B. All right. Back in the kitchen. (laughs) You're not wrong. (laughs) Julia tries to assure the girls that Santa will find them. Emily Rose is upset, believing that nothing good ever happens to them. She explains that they have good friends and family, a good house, and cake. Yeah. Julia says that. Julia says that. Julia explains that. We should fire the writer. (laughs) She's really not very good at this. There'd be much going on without her. Let's just be honest. Call a spade a spade. Beth, Beth does all the work. I'm just a pretty voice. The problem is, though, is that I always pick bad movies. <laughs> but I, there's nothing quite as good as a bad movie. At can't least, say it enough. I'm actually looking forward to watching um, The Boy in the Plastic Bubble again. Because yes. I haven't seen it since it aired in 1976. It's been a while. All right. Brian, with a cut on his head and a black eye, demands his pants. That's not weird. He tells the girls he's a banker and he asks to use the phone. He wants to leave, but uh, Julie explains that he's stuck there at least until the plow comes through because now everybody's snowed in. There's really besides plow. the bridge out. Well, how's the plow going to come through if the bridge is out? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, plot hole. Oh, oh huge plot hole. We never even noticed that. It. Doesn't make this today oh. was like my fourth time watching this movie too. How did we not make uh, that? Com- okay, so the plow is. They won't how, be coming also, through anytime did- <laughs> Just don't ask. <laughs> Julia gives him aspirin for his headache, but wishes she had something for his manners. <laughs> well, they do whiskey. He says, "Yeah." <laughs> He says his manners didn't hit the steering wheel. His head did. Do you think the writer ever woke up? So when I used to waitress, I would sometimes be driving home and go, oh, my God, I forgot to bring that man coffee. Damn it. I wonder if the writer of this movie ever woke up and went, oh, my God, the bridge was out. Still people got through. Right? Shoot. Do you think anybody but you noticed that in the years since this movie came out? Doubtful. Or even that night? Doubtful. You Maybe didn't nobody cared. It? No, I didn't notice it. How did I not notice? The bridge is oh, out. It's a big plot That's hole. a big ass, especially because, you know, people do come up the mountain. The bridge is out. Yeah, they do. So, well, by a helicopter and horse. Well, that's true. But you, the horse isn't going to go through, you know, it's not going to go down and up. Well, it depends on what the bridge is over, because we've gone over cricks. Yeah, but you're not going to take a horse on ice, would you? Couldn't they? Oh, fall? sure. No, we've got we we used to ride the horses around the you're lake. You're destroying um, my theory. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, just kidding. You're right. Just I mean, I don't know. I, you're the expert on the horses. So well, I'm not. not an expert, so, but, but you know that you, you can we take did. them. <laughs> Which we know otters. Right or wrong. We know otters can walk down the river. Yeah, we do. Some listen. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. To plows would so, need a bridge. For those of you who are very astute listeners, Casey's a little upset with me for picking another movie <laughs> that she did not like. <laughs> It was, was, uh, you know what? I I would have honestly, the the bad lighting made it stink that much more. Yeah. Because you couldn't even see what was going on. You couldn't. So then you're like not really paying attention because you because there were no captions. No. So I didn't know what I had to listen very closely every time. So I would see like it's dark and I'm rewinding to watch it again and I still can't see what's right because it's just all it's it's the darkest movie. 
they did it like did they not know that you can put lights on and still make it look like night even in 1994 they I know. did that like it, it was just it ugh. was just oh all right, so now we've got Emily Emily Rose is talking with Brian, and she's asking him a bunch of questions, including why he came if he's not the Christmas stranger. I got to look up Christmas stranger. I don't even know what I've that is. I've never heard of that. He I thought tells, it was just some weird made-up thing for this movie because so much of it was maybe so Maybe it's weird. Australian. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. He tells Emily Rose he got lost, and she hugs him, insisting he's the Christmas stranger. He pushes her away, and Julia calls him a monster. He asked what kind of mom she is, letting her kid climb all over strangers. So funny. Wait, so there's a story about a Christmas stranger, but yet we teach our children stranger. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's take a break and listen. Let's do it. We need to take a break. We need a sip of, uh, I guess, soda. I'm not the Christmas whatever. Well, why did you come here? Because. Emily Rose, stop asking the poor man so many questions. I got lost. That's what happened in the Christmas stranger. Oh, oh that's it. Hey, hey, what kind of a monster are you? What kind of a mother are you? You let your children just climb all over people? If you touch either of my children ever again, you will be out in the snow, you hear? You don't have to threaten me. Just give me my pants and I'll go. Fine. There's a dry pan next to the bed. Okay, so during the break, Casey looked up the Christmas stranger, and we the very short answer is we couldn't find anything nope. about a Christmas stranger. Not a there was a play that came out a couple of years before, but even that. Yeah. They're not referring to Santa Claus because Santa Claus is brought up later. Yes. But I will say that one of the reasons I think I didn't love this movie is because Olivia Newton John was so miscast. And the reason I say that is because their characters, her character is supposed to be poor, but she's had a lot of work done on her face. And I actually find that a little insulting when that happens, which seems to happen a lot in movies. And I get it. Like, you know, it's all fiction, blah, blah, blah. But if you're going to play a part, you should look a part or try and be a, you know what I mean? They yeah, I used, do. They, that's, that's why I they said have she, should have been the, too. she should have been the city person. Right. And he should have been the widower out in the country. And I actually think that would have been a really good movie. Uh-huh. Anyway, okay. Brian now, we're back to Brian, changes okay. into dry clothes, and he, like, sort of fixes his broken glasses. Yeah. And then he leaves. And by leaves, I mean he goes outside back to go back to his car to try and drive back. In the blizzard. Outside. Yes, in the blizzard. But apparently the big city doesn't have bad weather, and he didn't know this. Yeah. He kind of, he's kind of falls against the wind. So then Julia's like, well, he's going to be back. Yeah. And she's like, he'll be back as soon as he realizes he can't go anywhere. And I'm going to go outside to feed the animals. Okay. So during this time, Emily sneaks out to go look for Brian. Mm -hmm. But then Julia realizes Emily Rose went out and she tells Deanie, Deanie, go turn all the lights on in the house so that Emily Rose can find the house when she realizes that she can't find Brian or whatever the reason. Mm -hmm. Actually, I thought that was kind of smart. Yes. Julia for whatever reason, rather than going in direct... Okay, so how do we explain this? When I Brian... Don't, I don't even... <laughs> okay, I'll do this briefly. When Brian slid into the tree, she was standing outside and saw it happen. So this car could not have slid into this tree very far from her no, house. it's just yards. So... Just a few yards. I don't know why Julia went to the barn... Like, which was literally walking donkey. past the car. It was way further than her. To get her. the poor donkey. She knew where the car was. Take the donkey out in the storm. Can we also say this? I just have to, because... Say it. 
if you're a farmer and you know a big storm is coming, which they knew that there was a big storm coming, you would have fed all your animals and had the barn shut down, everybody bedded down and locked in long before the snow started. You would not go out in the middle like, well, suppose it's time to go feed the one sheep, two chickens, and what else, whatever else she had. I, oh, and donkey. I, I got to make this point now that you brought it up. So they did have chickens because they show them in the barn. And yet when Julia went to the store earlier, this is you who noticed, again, not me, they bought eggs. They bought That's eggs. That's all I'm going to say. That's I'm, all I'm going to say. And I'm, well, and my friends who have chickens would never buy Never buy Never. eggs. They can't even get rid. Sometimes when they're when their hens are laying really well, they can't get rid of all the eggs that they have. And I've heard that farm fresh eggs are like you don't want store bought eggs after having farm. That's fresh. I. That and is, I have a dozen. I know that has. I chickens. have a dozen on my counter that I am going to be using th this week, and I am confident that I will be very spoiled. Yes, and you probably won't want to go back and find no nope. store bought eggs. But that's what I've heard. So. Deanie likes the candles in the house, which is, you know, it's also smart. Maybe mm -hmm. not very helpful. And then Brian is in his car now and he finds, he, he finds himself stuck. What a surprise. Yeah. What we need, can, what, can I interrupt you? Yes, of course. Well, Deanie has to light all, because did we, did we say the electricity, the electricity out went out? Oh, I thought I said that. Because Maybe so the bridge is out, the electricity is out, the phone is out. There's a blizzard. What could go wrong? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Again, we don't even know why all this is happening. Emily Rose actually finds Brian's car. She gets in the car and she begs him not to leave. And he calls her for idiotic. Mm -hmm. Like, who calls a five-year-old child idiotic yep. for being out in the weather? Yep. Emily Rose reads him a book. So when she went out in the storm, she obviously brought a book with her, which was kind of silly. And then Julia finds them with the donkey she didn't need. What a surprise. They find... She finds Brian in the exact same spot she knew he would be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 So yeah, now yeah. they all go back in the house. I guess she must put the donkey away. Well, first the daughter rides the donkey back to the house. Like, and so it's like, did you, is this trying to be some sort of like Mary on the donkey trope? I think. Is trope the right word? No, no, because there's no. There's no reason she would have gone to get a donkey. This car cannot be more. It's within sight of the house. I understand. I understand. Yeah, I mean, but I think that they went to do that so they could have the girl ride on the donkey because they remember they they shot that scene from above yeah. in the dark, might I add. Yeah. But she's on the donkey. And so now they look like the weary travelers, Mary and Joseph. Oh. And it's the Christmas story. All over. You're just yeah. getting this now. Yeah. If they. Sorry. Yeah. They should have probably made that a little less idiotic. <laughs> <laughs> Brian helps Deanie start a fire, and Julia feeds the animals in the barn. So again, here we are. We already ta talked about that. Daisy now. Daisy is the sheep who's pregnant. She's in distress. Back in the house, Brian whines about the electricity and and. And Julia's like, when things don't work right, we just deal with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, okay, the house is old. Life up things on the happen, mountain, man, apparently. Not in the big city. Right, right, right. Emily Rose reads a Christmas poem, and as she stumbles over the words, uh, Brian helps her. And this is where we find out she's only five. I think Deanie makes some little silly remark, like, she's only five. Mm -hmm. Or he says, Deanie's in one part of the room, and, and Emily Rose is in the other trying to recite that poem. 
And he asked Dee Dee, like, why are you over here? And she's like, oh, she's only five. She reads children's books or something. But Dee Dee's probably eight or nine. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Ah, just one more thing to add to the pile of what is happening. <clears throat> yep. Julia, now she goes outside to pump water from a well and to chop wood because, you know, a big storm's coming. So why would you chop wood ahead of time? Right. Mm-hmm. Also, does anyone want to talk about wood in in the snow? And and how it nope, would be just wet. Done. We're not doing nope. Okay. Just it would be wet, unusable. Yep. Chopping it outside like that. Yep. Ryan wonders what's taking Julia so long to get water. And Dini's like, she's okay. She can do anything. Aww. Aww. I don't know. I guess it's in the script, so she can. So later, Julia's preparing dinner over the open fire in the fire. Wow, place. that never happens anywhere. Oh, and of course it's dark. Yes. <laughs> Have we said it's dark? Dark, in this movie? and now that there's no electricity, and it's not just like dark; it's dark. Like the screen is so like dark, you, you can't really see what's see happening. Shadows. That's it. You, it's terrible. Yeah, it's awful. Brian asks where she learned to cook like that. I, I don't, I don't know. Brian must never have heard of camping in the big city. Mm-hmm. I don't think Brian leaves the big city. Yeah. She explains that she learned it from Tim's family when she moved there. He calls it charming. Yeah, very, very charming. They fight because he doesn't understand why people won't leave their homes to move and find jobs in the city. So again, they have this silly fight. It's yeah. it, I didn't even I don't want to say any more about it than that. And later they're just kind of eating dinner. Everybody's not happy. Yeah, because yay, Christmas stranger. Thanks for destroying everybody's lives. Yeah. Brian tells her she could go anywhere and get a good job. And the kids are sitting there and they're they're like, what do you mean? And she's like mad at this point. I kind of don't blame her because mm-hmm. Jeannie's now confused. And Emily Rose tells Brian her daddy is going to come home as soon as he can. Julia tell her, tells her if she wants something very bad, that doesn't mean it will happen. It's true. Brian's like, okay, people, I'm going to leave first thing in the morning. And everybody's yeah. like, yay. Mm-hmm. So Julia goes to tuck the, tuck the children into bed. They have fireplaces in their bedroom. So they are fully prepared to live in this house without yep. heat or electricity. Yeah. Because with the fi- multiple fireplaces, you could heat a house. Mm-hmm. Deanie is worried about Daisy and whether Mel will make it out there in the next morning to check on her. And Julia's like, well, when bad things happen, good things happen too. Oh, no, not to these people, apparently. Oh, okay. Julia tells Deanie she thought she'd never be happy again after their dad died, but she's happy with them and they're the best thing that's ever happened to her. I want to say... At no point in this movie does she seem happy. No. Her character is never happy. No. She's irritated. Kind of kind of mean. Short. Mm-hmm. Gruff. Mm-hmm. There was no, not not much huggy, touchy. Mm-hmm. No. No. No, I mean, not like you have to be huggy and touchy to be a good mom, but it's clear she's not a very happy person. Yeah. Brian now is sitting by the fire and Julia joins him. I guess this is the work up to some kind of romance, but uh, Mm -hmm. she wants to check him again for a concussion. And he's like, well, why didn't you do that earlier? And she's like, I tried, but you were in a yuppie delirium. Yeah. Okay. (sighs) He tells her he could make a good deal on the property by selling it to a hotel chain. And she accuses him of trying to ruin the mountain, but he says it'll bring jobs. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yeah. She tells him that he has a slight concussion because her first aid book told her. Yep. That. Yep. And to wake up every four hours and check it. And she's, he's like, well, what am I going to do? And she's like, well, wake up every four hours and check on yourself. Bye. Yep. So he asked her to stay and, you know, help him stay awake and talk to him so he doesn't fall asleep. She agrees to stay up for a little while because she doesn't want him dying so people will think she murdered him. 
can't really blame her for that. That's true. And then she's like, it's 1030, but it feels like 2 a.m. Mm -hmm. I will tell you what, this movie, I felt like I aged 10 years. Uh-huh. He asks about Daisy and he tells her he wasn't allowed to have pets as a kid, but it didn't matter because case he was away at prep school. Right. Probably in a big city. Yes. He tells her he enjoys the city and is in a relationship with Felicity. Mm -hmm. She tells him she met Tim at university when she was a, an exchange student and didn't think she would be able to live up on the mountain. He says he could never live in a place so quiet and Felicity wouldn't like it. She asks if he evicts women from his heart, if they don't work out since he's so good at evicting, but, um, uh, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. She's not, she says she's not good at much of anything. And he tells her she's good at more things than anybody he's ever seen. I think they worked so hard to make her do these things so he could be an admirable of those things, but he's been there for five hours or mm -hmm. less. It's so bizarre. It's very bizarre. And it's not, it doesn't have the hallmark magic where you really are like, no. oh, he really does. You're like not her. rooting for anybody in this. No, you're really I not mean, rooting. You're like, what is going on? Olivia Newton -John, what is happening? How, do, how am I not in love with you in this movie? Mm -hmm. Oh, he says Felicity can't even boil an egg. And then Julia. So again, it's so hard to see what's happening, but Julia falls asleep. And then Brian falls asleep, I, I guess, next to her. They might have been sharing a blanket or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Because the girls come down and they're like, oh, the fire is out in our room. So she gets up and she's like all embarrassed and angry. But nothing happened between them. Right. So she goes up to bed with the girls and she cries and she just says she misses their daddy. Now, the next morning, Brian wakes up and he goes outside to find Julia milking a cow in the barn. And he offers to help. And she's like, well, there's an old pair of boots over in the corner, whatever, that belonged to Tim. And she tells him she doesn't consider herself a weak woman, but Tim's been gone for two years and she wants to pretend nothing happened the previous night. And he says nothing did. Nothing happened. No, nothing happened. It was, that's, it was so weird. Like, everything so weird. is weird. It's very weird. He asked her how Tim dies, and she's like, well, that's nobody's business, which is, which is true, Brian. That's none, of your, none of your business. She asked him to go and free up the water pump of ice and snow and tells him not to get lost because she's not saving him three times. Mm. That was a, a little bit of a ha-ha, yeah, a little maybe. tiny one. Eh. Cool. Of course, yuppie delirium is kind of funny. Yeah, that one is pretty good. What grown man calls a five-year-old idiotic? I know. but Or in a monster. But in 94, right? 94? Yeah. Was, was yuppie used much anymore? No. I mean, it's a very 80s. Maybe this movie was written in like 1982. Oh, whatever. I know. Deanie. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, we're done. Uh, we're done. <laughs> Deanie comes to the barn to check on Daisy and she asks if Mel is coming. And Julia's like, well, Mel can't make it unless the snow lets up. Yep. So now they're back in the kitchen and Brian. The bridge is out. Right. And now, now they're back in the kitchen and Brian is eating her cake. Mm -hmm. And he likes the cake. But it's like, these people are very poor, and she's now living off the cake. Yes. And now you're eating the cake, but she doesn't seem overly angry about the cake. Correct. Which is super weird. Yes. Because I would be like, that's why I'm making a living, Mr. Vice President of Rayburn Bank, big city boy. Exactly. Stop eating my cake. And I would have asked him for $5. Yeah. Quite honestly. Honestly. He owes her $5. He does. Plus all the money for dinner and the food. Yes. She tells him her secret ingredient is bourbon. Mm -hmm. Deanie asked Brian to cut down a Christmas tree for them. 
And so with Deanie's help, he does cut one down and they decorate it. Okay. Like he starts hitting it and then he says timber and it doesn't fall. So Deanie kind of pushes it over. It's 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 a little bit cute. It's a little bit. Yeah. The, the kids are kind of cute in this one. Emily Rose says when her daddy comes home, he can see the tree. And then Brian is like, hey, kid, your dad ain't coming home. He's dead. And then Deanie asks Brian if the animals go to heaven and he replies, yes. She then asks if her dad is in heaven and if he loves him from far away. And Brian tells him that absolutely he does. By this time, it's too late. We're not rooting for anybody. No. Even though it's kind of a nice moment. Also, it seems kind of out of character. It seems like he would be the guy that wouldn't say anything nice. Right. Okay. Emily Rose wants Brian to sit in the Christmas stranger's chair and he smiles. Later, Brian chops wood. He asks Julia if there's anything else he can do. She's mad because she told Emily Rose about his father. Emily Rose wants to stay up until midnight. About, about her father. I'm sorry, yeah. her father. Because he said that your, da your dad's dead. Correct. I'm sorry. That's okay. a little distracted. I know. Because the dog was barking. Yes. Emily Rose wants to stay up until midnight. And Brian tells her if she stays awake that long, he will take her to the barn. And then they promptly fall asleep. So now Brian is sketching the girls. And Julia tells him he could have been an artist. And he's like, oh, it's a hobby, not a career. Uh -huh. And she's like, you should do what makes you happy. And he tells her that's absurd. So we should take a break and listen. I think so. It worked. I seem to have a talent for dealing with children. Right. What are you doing? Heading up our assets? No. It's the girls. Uh, yeah, the perspective's all wrong. I don't like the eyes. Wish I could have tried it from a better angle. You could have been an artist. That's not a profession. It's a hobby. You can make a lot of money doing that. I mean, get a little booth and sell my art at the craft fair. Well, I guess I don't know a lot about these things, but it seems to make you happy. It does. Then why not do what makes you happy? <laughs> That's an absurd notion. What? Being an artist? No, being happy all the time. Especially when you have to be responsible for things. Why can't you be both? All right. So Julia wakes up Emily Rose and Deanie to go to bed. But since it's midnight, bum, 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 they want to go to the barn. Why did she wake them up at midnight? So to <laughs> you know what the I mean? barn they go. So to the barn they go. Through the great big snow drifts. So to the barn they go. Yeah, I don't know. Because I was like, when I saw that, I was like, Dude, they're sleeping. Yeah, let them sleep. That trick worked. Right. Why are you randomly going to go to the barn at midnight? Right. What And what tradition is that? There is no tradition. Mm, None of these are traditions. Look it up on your phone. They're all weird. Okay, you read okay. it. I'm going to look up the horses. Emily Rose believes that the animals are talking, and they're all just making their animal noises, and everybody laughs. Julia realizes Daisy is in distress. That's the sheep. Oh, no. And realizes she's about to have the baby. She's in labor. She asks Brian to keep Daisy calm and they sing jingle bells to her, which Ooh. is just the dumbest. This whole, I know you and I had a conversation about it, but I just want to say, yes, a sheep can have a lamb mm. in December, but it is, it's yeah. rare. They, they technically, they, they, 
they lamb in the spring because right. the, it's warm enough for the lambs not to die. That's the same way with coyotes. Mm. There are patterns for animals, which, I mean, maybe they didn't have Google back then, right? They didn't. I don't know. But Mental Floss has an article called How Talking Animals Became a Christmas Legend. Okay. So apparently... It's okay. a thing. It's a thing. It's All a right. Thing. Well, that's something. I new. am declaring it a thing. All right. We're going to have to. <laughs> I'll have to wake up at midnight on Christmas. Is that's it Christmas? One. Well, your birds are always talking. So how are you going to know? That's true. <laughs> yes. You want to go find a barn. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. They're singing Jingle Bells to the Sheep, who's in labor. Oh. Both girls have fallen asleep in the barn. Cats and dogs are living together. <laughs> and Julia nice reference. sings to Daisy as she gives birth and grunts with the weirdest. It's like, oh my, it's just this, this is so stupid. Yeah. This did not need to happen no. at all. And then, and then my worst fear, like, yep. you know me and I'm I not, know, I'm not sure if I've I mentioned you it need on to this, own this one, but I, I, I have a very difficult time when animals die yep. on a, in a movie. Yep. This is all your fault. It is my fault. Because Actually, I blame my mother because she made me see Bambi and that's mm -hmm. what started it all. But this is my punishment for choosing yep. this movie. So Ju as Julia is singing a ridiculous song to Daisy as the sheep gives birth, Brian then is told to take the lamb into the house <laughs> and give it milk. Like cow's milk? What is happening? <laughs> No, maybe, um, so he maybe she bought some lamb's milk at the store. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Brian takes the lamb into the house. The sheep dies. The end. That's the end of that part. That's, it's not the end of the movie, no. though. No, you're not done. Dang it. No. You don't put that stuff away yet. Ding, darn, do. All right. So now in the house, Brian asks about Santa coming, and Julia tells Brian it's it's none of his concern. She goes to the attic to try to find gifts for the girls. Brian says that many of the things in the attic are worth a fortune and how she should sell even, them to pay bills. How does he it's know so dark this? up there. I don't know how they can see anything because we can't. And also why bring, right, there's that. But why bring that up? Because He's starting it's, to care. It, but it's literally he's, dropped. He's but, you know, but you know what I mean? Care. I know. Like he's like, oh, this is worth money. You could mm -hmm. sell it for mm -hmm. money. And she's like, I'm not selling my thing. So I guess we're trying to see that she's so not materialistic, except for that you're going to lose your house, woman. I know. Also, how does he know anything's worth any money? He lives in a big city. He's probably never seen an antique. These are old things in a barn. Just or telling in, in a barn, in a farmhouse. Yes. That's what I meant to say. All right. So Julia says that she would never sell Tim's family's things. Brian tells Julia that maybe she's holding on to the past and asks her how Tim died. She tells Brian that Tim was about to lose a business that they began and he got drunk and had an accident that killed him. Brian asks why Julia didn't even fight for herself by telling the bank that he died. And Brian apologizes for ruining their Christmas. And after finding a couple of things for the girls, Brian kisses Julia while holding the lamb. Because let's not forget. For almost the rest of the whole movie, he's carrying this lamb around. Yes. This newborn <laughs> lamb, which must... <laughs> Can you imagine Big City Brian <laughs> holding a lamb full of all the things that come out when you mm -hmm. give birth? Mm -hmm. And, no. of course, this lamb is clean as it's, a whistle. It's, it's white, white, white. Right. All right. Then the the next morning, the girls open the presents. They, which were found in the attic. Yep. Mm -hmm. They Then they asked to hold the lamb. Deanie and Brian's like, okay, you gotta be careful. Hold it like this. It's like, dude, they've had more experience around animals than you, city boy. I think he's probably, we're probably now trying to characterize him as a 
a guy coming out of his shell in yes. love with the people and now. Yes. Oh. Even though you called a child idiotic. Yep. So da- Dini asks about Daisy because, like, why is the lamb in the house? And mm. she cries when she finds out that Daisy died because the that didn't have to happen at all. Right. Because so here's stupid. my proposal case. Yeah. They could have just brought the lamb in the house because how a about snowstorm. just yes or or and and hear me out. Okay. All right. Let's see what the alternative. D- just. Cut that all out. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm, I, I agree. Yeah. Or go into the barn to hear the animals talk. And, oh, look, the cat had a, had a litter of kittens. Isn't that sweet? Yeah. And then be done. And then leave the barn, go back into the house, go up to the attic, see how see how that flows. Yeah. That's a good story. I, I think that there might be some plot line issues and, and that they, were, they weren't really expecting. Like, I think to them, they felt like this was a really important plot. Making a face at you. I know you're making a face at me, <laughs> but making a face at me since I made you watch this movie 20 times. All right. Emily Rose tells Deanie that bad things happen and sometimes good things happen to make the bad things not hurt so much. Deanie thanks Brian for caring for the lamb and tells him he's not a dork. Aww. Aww. At breakfast, like the girls believe Santa couldn't make it through the storm. Mel and his brothers arrive on horseback and tell the girls he heard Santa on their roof overnight and explains that Santa left the doll and the bike with Mel and his brothers. And so they brought them to the girls, which was nice. The doll and the bike that Julia had set aside in the store a couple of days ago on her cake selling extravaganza. (laughs) All right. Mel and, and the, the brothers or friends or whatever they are invite Brian to drink some moonshine. So the adults drink and they all start to sing. I think I like Mel the most. Yes. (laughs) And the moonshine. Yes. And they, and there's this kind of, he is like getting like, this is where there was like the family, like he's sitting with the girls and they're singing Christmas carols, right? I'm yeah. not. Ju- I'm not jumping ahead. No, no, no. no I? I don't no. think so. No. And this is the scene because then and, Christmas ends. And it's and... like so he's got the girls on his lap and Julia is standing behind him. Like all of a sudden, yeah, boom, they're like a family. Yeah. Right. Right. Also, he's a Gregory Harrison is a very good looking fellow, and he did a really good job in many of the things that I've seen him in. He he does not play a. He doesn't play drunk well. No, he's not a good not drunk actor. Drunk. It's 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 almost just silly and it's secondhand embarrassment. It's That's almost embarrassing. Yeah, it's it, almost it, embarrassing. it is embarrassing. All right. So now all of a sudden, Brian hears a helicopter outside because, <laughs> yeah, and he runs out to see who it is. It is a fire and rescue chopper with Felicity. Aww. And so um, drunk, Hi, Felicity. drunk Brian invites her inside. So as they're getting ready to leave, because apparently Felicity was able to use this rescue chopper to find Brian here on the mountain. Maybe the secretary gave him the address. How would he have even known she he was there? I anyway, know. I don't know. Somehow, Felicity but at least they him. weren't in a car because you know the bridge is out. Right. But as they're ready to leave, Brian isn't ready yet. Julia invites Brian and Felicity to stay for dinner. Brian tells Julia she's very pretty, and Felicity says he's delirious. And Brian and Felicity leave. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Deanie asks if he's coming back, and Julia tells her no. Bye, Felicia. All right. Julia gets a foreclosure letter as she is telling the girls that they're going to be moving to town. So time has passed. Yes. So it's after Christmas. Brian arrives with presents for the girls. And Julia doesn't want the girls to accept the presents and orders him to leave. 
Brian tells Julia that the letter was written before they met. What difference does it make? (laughs) It doesn't matter. Julia asks why Brian came back. He replies that her phone is still out and he wanted to give the girls Christmas presents and to see her. He gives her a sketch of the girls that he drew, that sketch from earlier. Yeah. It's like framed now. Mm -hmm. He offers to help her keep the house and suggests turning it into a cultural center to show the old ways of life and it would give jobs to the people in the area. Yep. She's super insulted by this. Yes, she d- Julia does not like this idea. She wants to commercialize and sell her cakes. He asks if they can be partners, and she asks about Felicity, and he says that he <gasps> broke up with her. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Be prepared to be shocked. Right. Brian tells Julia he's never felt this way about anyone before and never knew he could be happy until he was with Julia and her girls. If that's happy, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Julia admits that she has feelings for her, but she for isn't, or for him, <laughs> but she isn't good at expressing her feelings. Clearly. He asks if he should read her mind. They kiss. The girls throw snowballs uh, at him. And scene. scene. That's it, Beth. That's it. I'm that's sorry. the end of the movie. All right. So the next movie... Yeah, it's a recommendation, and I didn't pick it. So, (laughs) (laughs) just want to make that point. It is a true television event. This was a true television event. We're reviewing The Boy in the Plastic Bubble, starring John Travolta. It also has. I already started doing. So we pick a movie, we kind of put it on the calendar, and I usually start doing the research right away, even before I start watching it. Yeah. But I noticed on IMDb, also yes. we're on there, check us out, we're on IMDb. Yes. There's two actors that we're, we've had on movies, we've had movies in, who were in movies we've reviewed. <laughs> <laughs> how do I say is that? Is that how the word, word goes? Word salad. You yummy, can just... <laughs> yummy. Word salad. Yummy, it turns yummy. out you can just make up whatever words you want. You so, yes. So there's two other actors we've seen before we're going to see again. But you're going to have to wait until the next episode to find out who that is. Ooh. And on that note, do you have a favorite TV movie from the 70s, 80s, or, yes, the 90s that you'd like us to review? Let us know. You can find us on our socials. We're on Facebook at Made for TV Movie Club Podcast. On Twitter at TV Movie Club for now. One. <laughs> For now. For now. We'll see. We'll see. And on Instagram at made underscore for underscore TV underscore movie underscore club. Or give the hashtag MFTVMC podcast to Goog and you'll find us. You can listen to us on all your favorite podcast channels, including Anchor, Uh Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, and iHeartRadio. If you love us as much as we love you... Give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or find us on Facebook and tell your friends about us. Until next time, we'll see you right here in the clubhouse.